Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Split Screen Media Podcast. This is episode seven, I think. Uh, I'm Chris Blankenship. With me, as always, is my host, Connor DeRose. Hey, everyone. And this week, uh, we have another recurring guest. We're bringing Joey Baden back. What up? <laughs> um, Connor, I got to ask you, uh, after last night, how are you feeling? Uh, for those who don't know, <laughs> Connor and I, we watched Ghost Rider and did a drinking game to it. <laughs> I feel okay. I was a little tired this morning. Um, so <laughs> I guess I can sit for everybody who hasn't played a Ghost Rider drinking game, which is, I'm assuming all of you. Um, one of the rule, two of the rules were that you, you take a sip every time there's fire and every time they say the name Johnny. Oh my gosh. And two sips for every time someone dies. <laughs> which is the entire movie. The whole movie is one big flame. <laughs> I think I finished, uh, I had a fifth of Captain Morgan. I think I finished like a third of it. I got, I got about halfway down through my uh, Sailor Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Jerry. Classic. It was called like Crushing Apple or Savage, Savage, Savage Apple. Savage Apple. You had it Savage was- Apple and I had Sliced Apple. <laughs> Mine was way more aggressive, I think. <laughs> That's what you get oh for paying God. five bucks for it. <laughs> uh, Twenty, sir. Oh, you overpaid. <laughs> I definitely overpaid. The prices—I don't know. The prices here seemed way more expensive when I was in the ABC store. So uh, they know you're going to pay for it during the quarantine. Like, yeah, you need the, this more than we do. <laughs> that's the quarantine that's supply true. and demand. <laughs> that might actually—they might have like put the prices up because of that. For anybody who doesn't live in Virginia or any of these states, I guess where this either applies or doesn't apply. We have something called an ABC store where it's the only place in the state where you're allowed to buy alcohol uh, or uh, hard liquor. So they, I think they, cl- it's like nine o'clock they close or something they like do, that. They do now. It used to be like 11 or 12, yeah, right? Late. But yeah. uh, because of the pandemic, they've brought it up to like eight or nine. Yeah. It's much earlier now, but it's really inconvenient. Cause like the, the only other time I went to, uh, California, it was nice because you could just walk into a Seven Eleven and buy whatever you want. Like it's it's really cool. But hey, to be fair, you can go to Seven Elevens in Virginia <laughs> and buy whatever you want. <laughs> I've, I did that for five years. <laughs> you just don't buy what's in the Seven Eleven. Uh, three years uh, legally. <laughs> uh, New Jersey does you want better because they have stores where they sell their beer, liquor, wine all of that and you can't have it anywhere else oh wow just, oh so that's only it's only like in one spot they have that too yeah they have like uh even worse i don't even know what they call them but yeah it's like a especially just like a giant warehouse of booze interesting <laughs> but yeah they don't sell it in like grocery stores or gas stations or anything like that that's funny because oh. i thought we had like the strictest rules for same actually hey there's some there's some counties out there like probably in the south still that still have uh like dry counties or no no alcohol sales on Sundays and stuff like that. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. This is uh more time that I wanted to spend on this. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it in post. <laughs> but uh yeah, we'll talk about alcohol all all podcasts if we want. <laughs> I want to talk about Ghost Rider all podcast. Yeah, that was I saw Ghost Rider when I was younger, but that was uh it's a good refresher. <laughs> 
Like I still haven't finished the second one yet. I, I three w- stopped watching it the one time in college. I never could turn it back on. It was so bad. Oh, the second one is amazing. <laughs> I think uh, I think we were talking about watching that, Connor, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, we were talking about watching that next weekend. Um, it, it's funny because I, I think I said this as we were watching it, but and I, I will stand to this. That movie is terrible. Like, it's really, really bad. But it, it definitely falls into the so bad it's good camp. That's where it's fun. It's, and some of the CG for 2007, like some of the fire effects and like the Ghost Rider effects still hold up today. Like they, that movie has good parts and I will stand by that. Yeah, you really liked one of the scenes where like the fire like went across his face. Like it's changed from the skull back to Nicolas Cage's face and you were like pretty impressed with that. It actually did look pretty good. It was a pretty good transition. There's like this, the amazing scene where he's like screaming and yelling and transforming for the first time. Like, <laughs> it's not just every Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you got to be more specific, buddy. He was like, so as he's yelling, skin is like flying off his face to reveal the bone underneath, and you kind of see like steam coming out or whatever. And I mean, it's it's amazing because it's Nicolas Cage acting his little heart out. But <laughs> that that CG actually looks better than like some of the Marvel CG I've seen recently. <laughs> okay, well, do you want to get into our first topic of the day? <laughs> because <laughs> it wasn't ghost rider it wasn't ghost rider at all no uh it was uh kind of a follow-up to to last podcast where we talked about uh microtransactions and you had mentioned uh i think fallen order they had taken microtransactions out of it right so it that was sort of ea's i think departure from the microtransaction model because okay. before that, they had put out Battlefront 2, which up until I think maybe a year ago was filled with microtransactions. And then I think they had, or what I had assumed had happened was that they had learned their lesson and they put, um, they didn't put any in Fallen Order because it's a single player focused story. But apparently, which is what I think we were going to be talking about, was the in Madden, they had, which is still EA, they had hiked up all of the prices for their microtransactions right yeah. after. Black Friday when people bought their game. Yeah, I was trying to lead into the conversation last week. We talked about so, someone had said something about EA moving them out and being like, "Oh, maybe, maybe it'll get better." And uh, <laughs> I, I mentioned that EA still has like tons of microtransactions in their sports games. And this week earlier, uh, they hiked up all the prices for the premium level packs, which are rewards for leveling up and if you still aren't following you level up and then you have unlocked a pack in the store which you have to buy with real money (laughs) and they increase the prices on those so you don't even get the packs for leveling up you get the opportunity to buy those packs so (laughs) and they didn't just raise it by like a dollar or two they tripled doubled or tripled the value of these packs i don't think Uh, you said this at the beginning but this is for madden yeah this is for madden ultimate team right yeah ultimate team i don't know if they did it in any of their other sports games or i don't i think don't fifa has ultimate team too i don't play yeah, it but it does I know they do have it the other one i was thinking of was 2k but that's not made by ea yeah um, it's made by 2k <laughs> i think you can still get ripped off there too but <laughs> i'm not familiar with it <laughs> they've gotten in a lot of trouble recently actually for 2k21 um because even though the next gen version had all these amazing upgrades the game um up until a certain point i think it might actually still have this but there were unskippable ads in the game so there'd be like a 30 second ad after every game oh like a they, already, 
So they made their money off that other shit. They don't need the microtransaction money. Right. <laughs> well, they still put them in there. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but they also just found another way to nickel and dime you and waste your time. Yeah. That does that same thing, too, where at halftime they'll be like, sponsored by Snickers. Eat yeah. a Snickers, you know. They do the same thing on the Madden games. I think you can skip those, though. Yeah, at least you can skip those, but the fact that they put those in is kind of still a little, little shaky. Yeah. Because I think there's a fine line between what I think is acceptable with that and what I don't. Because a lot of times, in the, especially in the older Madden games, it would pop up. It would be like, oh, this is the, the play of the quarter brought to you by Old Spice. And that would be it. And I think that's cool because it makes it feel more like an actual football game. It's a little game. more subtle. Yeah, yeah. A little more subtle. But the unskippable 30-second ad and what you're describing where it's like, basically a whole advertisement for that product that's ridiculous yeah 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 these these price hikes i we never got an answer uh it's believed to be intentional because usually when they when stuff like this happens they fix it uh but it hasn't been fixed and it also came conveniently right before their black friday promo uh which is funny that they run a promo for black friday uh in their stores and stuff like that but they uh that's when a lot of people buy points and spend actual money on the game. And uh, so it's just a little convenient that they hiked up the prices right before everyone's about to splurge a ton of money on the game. It sounds a lot like what they did with, or what they are doing with Marvel's Avengers because that game sold so poorly. And apparently Madden 21 also sold very poorly compared Mm. to the, the previous years because of like the, you know, just the general game, like the glitchiness and the, you know, the lack of any sort of innovation from the year prior uh but they that's that's kind of what they were uh you know they're sort of doing the same thing there where they were make because they've like put this game on sale they don't really actually care about the game not being as expensive because where they're going to get you is those crazy microtransactions yeah for sure they just want people to own the game at this point they don't care how they get or how much they pay for it which to me is surprising they haven't put they don't put the new whatever the newest sports game is they don't put it on the ea play like their game pass type service they only have like the whatever like they have madden 20 on there but not madden 21 and with that in mind it it does seem interesting to me that they wouldn't just give you madden 21 for free so that they can get you with the microtransactions it seems kind of like uh bizarre they really try and nickel and dime you as much as they possibly can yeah i think in their heads this game was going to sell much better and if they knew, if they like, if they had you know a crystal ball and they were able to look and see how few sales there actually were, they probably would have put it on um, the it's EA Play, right? EA, yeah, EA Play. Yeah, I, I guarantee you that would have been the move if they had known. Um, and it would be it'll be interesting to see next year what they do because I think now that they're partnered with Microsoft for the Game Pass, I think that's exactly what you're going to get is that they're going to be like, all right, well we're putting one of these out every year. It doesn't take that much effort besides updating the players yeah the, the core game is the same let's just make it free and then the I, the microtransactions will only get worse i guarantee you oh for sure yeah just wait till they start putting it in franchise mode and the other modes and stuff like that uh i think that'll be the next move is just basically turning it into a freemium game yeah now chris have you because i think you've you're the only one of us that actually has madden 21 have you put any money into it or have you stuck to like just doing things to get uh, your care or your players for free. No, I uh, I haven't put any money into it. I only uh, pretty much grind the solos and challenges and try to get money that way. Okay. Do you plan to at all? Not really. Uh, I've put like a couple bucks here and there in the past, but it really like the value of like what you spend versus what you get is like 
terrible. Yeah, like, you it's spend, not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's like a dollar for like a gold player, and then like five dollars for like a gold player pack. It's very bad, and like you have to spend a lot of money to 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 get anything. I think actually the the promo they have right now for the Black Friday, they did the math, and basically there's no way that you can grind it out without paying money, like to get the top level players that they released. Uh, which is like Cam, uh, Cam Chancellor and Tyree Kill. And you have to, if you grind, you only have to spend an extra $140 <laughs> to, to get what is needed for those players. You So basically you get Blitz tickets from buying packs with their bolts, which is the promo currency. And so you can grind out some of the challenges and get that those bolts and buy the packs with the bolts, but you're going to have to actually spend more money to get enough tickets from those packs. So they said if you do the challenges, you have to spend 140. If you uh, don't care about the challenges, you have to spend about $200 to have enough tickets. You know, you know what you're describing right now? What's that? It's Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> you're describing yeah. every mobile game that exists, which is so absurd to me that you That's can a AAA. $60. Yeah, for a AAA game, you can charge $60 and still treat it like, a, like it's a fucking Angry Birds yeah. In kind of that same vein, same thing as EA, it reminds me a lot of uh, The Sims. I'm not sure. Uh, it's still made by EA and stuff like that. I think it used to be Maxis, but EA has it now. But it's crazy how many different add-on packs they have in order to get extra content. Like, they make a base game, and, like, in order to get the entire, I guess, I think Sims 4 is the newest one right now. Like, the uh, entire Sims with every DLC would be... I think it's like $400 or something like that. If you wanted to have every possible job, every possible place you can go to, every possible outfit. Like if you truly like wanted to uh, get the most out of your game, it would be around $400, I'm pretty sure. And that's insane to me because <laughs> it's already a $60 game. Uh, so in the same vein as um, as Madden, although it's almost like, it's weird because, you know, in Madden, you're getting the points which you use to buy packs which might get you this thing if you're lucky uh whereas those are dlcs but are still basically microtransactions where you're just buying more of the game that they should have included in the first place you know what you know what really pisses me off is day one dlc <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's like just put it in the damn game <laughs> yeah. oh you're describing my constant heartache with ne uh, nether realm games like in oh, yeah. World Combat, where it's like, oh, you have to pre-order this character, and then there's like a day one character that is on the loading screen, but is locked behind a paywall. Like, mm. that is absurd to me. Yeah. If you want Spawn and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, you should have pre-ordered it and then spent the extra money for the season pass. And I'm like, fuck, fuck you. I do! I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we're back live. <laughs> we had we had a hiccup there. We were on the wrong Zoom, so we were about to get kicked out. So we are back. Don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> it's like, it was a slight. Actually, this is gonna sound really bad because we we're talking about one thing and then just cuts to me talking about this. We had we some tech. Kind of, we had finished the thought before. The last thing we were talking about was we were mentioning the microtransactions, and then we started talking about how the scummiest one that I can think of right now, or the one that affects me the most, was the nether realm one That's where right. they put in the characters behind a lock screen and i think that was pretty much where we ended yeah okay uh i wanted to show you a visual from madden uh 
which is, I'm kind of glad that we had that hiccup because I was able to find <laughs> the visuals now where I wouldn't have before. So I'm going to share. So this is what the lineup screen used to look like. Joey, you're probably familiar with this, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to point you at this middle linebacker position right here. So these are your starting middle linebackers, okay. right? You usually generally have two on the field. Um, they changed it to this. And left this big empty space. Oh here. my gosh. <laughs> so it looks like this now. And it was intentional. <laughs> EA. Everything's so ass. They, <laughs> so they put all of the linebackers here. And you can't see your second starting linebacker, depending on what formations you run. And they because just I left this. <laughs> I don't understand what the what the negative is. This looks the, like the trash. weird the weird empty negative oh, space. Oh, like oh, oh. they should have centered the linebacker like in the middle or like they should have okay. I thought should have moved all the linebacking core like together like the spacing <laughs> do you see the space so the spacing between right linebacker and middle or left linebacker like it just ugh. right they, like they didn't do anything with it I thought you were saying it affects some kind of gameplay thing not having it doesn't there, but it's, it's just, just it's just lazy there's yeah. a lot of gameplay issues but like see how like neat and all the spacing is the same right like, this is your linebacking core these four people right here and it, it it's kind of how they are on the field. And this is just like we should we should describe know. what we're looking at for the audio. Yeah. Audio so listener. so what they did, what they had before was you could see your starting four linebackers, generally speaking, in football, depending on what formation. But these are usually there's four guys in the linebacking core that usually are going to start. And they had them lined up and the spacing was even between each of them. And then they made an intentional change. Uh, to put all of the middle linebackers together, but they didn't like shift the spacing or anything like that. So they basically removed one of the cards and just left that big empty space there. And it looks really bad. (laughs) So basically, yeah, we're just looking at like a picture on the monitor of the ultimate team where you can like customize all your players and stuff. And they just, (laughs) instead of pushing it all together to make it look nice and neat, like they do every year with these games, they we're rushed for time and they just left a big empty space. That's super funny. I didn't know, I didn't know that this, at all. It, it was actually launched like this and they made the change to this, like after the game launch. I don't know. Oh, that's was, even worse. Yeah. They made the change after launch. That's that's like an active choice then. <laughs> yeah. An act of treason more like Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's terrible. So yeah. I don't see, yeah, I guess, I guess I should make an, an addendum, like an addendum to my statement that I made last week saying that microtransactions will go away. I'll say microtransactions will go away, except EA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think other companies are going to find other ways. Like, like we were talking about before with the, the $10 increase to video games and, you know, the, the costs associated with that, I think will help to level out them being able to not do the microtransaction model anymore mm-hmm. but it's you know ea is awful and i don't think as long as it's legal i'll say they will never change their ways yeah and there's different kinds of microtransactions and like if it's just cosmetic like just skins like i don't really care too much about that like ea has uniforms that you can buy i'm never gonna buy that shit with real money i'm sure they don't make a lot of money off of it but i think that stuff's fine but like the basically gambling and loot box pack rolling all that shit is i don't know watch your favorite streamers pull them because they're <laughs> they have enough money to do it <laughs> right you don't have to do that and that's and that's the whole thing where you you're not technically allowed to advertise things to children 
And there's a lot of gray area with that, especially on TV, like as to what technically, like what qualifies a, a child advertisement. But it's sort of the same thing here, because not only are they advertising to children, but they're also advertising something illegal to children, which is gambling. Yeah. <laughs> illegal so, in some states. Illegal in some, well, for their age, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah, kids yeah. that are yeah. playing it, you know, if they're, if they're not, of, I think it's 18 to gamble, right? Uh, some is 21. Some is 21. So yeah. yeah. So either way, anybody under those two ages, like wouldn't be allowed to do that except here where it's perfectly fine. Cause EA gets paid. <laughs> do you guys want to kind of switch to, to esports talk or. Yeah, know. sure. Cause I think, I, I guess when we had mentioned this before, I thought we were all going to be on the same page, but, but I'm, I'm curious yeah. to hear everybody's thoughts. So I think the question you posed Connor is, uh, or you were talking with your family or, and, some friends earlier about are esports actual sports? Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it didn't even get like really a nod. I couldn't tell. Oh, no. So I thought you were going to keep going with it. I did. <laughs> I was making sure that was right. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. We, were, yeah, we were basically just saying if they qualified as real sports or not. So, Connor, what's your opinion on that before, before we, uh, we get into it? Um, a hundred percent. Yes. I, 100% I think, yes. Yeah. I think they're, they are absolutely sports. I think you can make the argument that the players aren't athletes, but it's, I, I think as it, it, I actually pulled up the definition. Can I get Joey's hot take real quick? Yeah. yeah no, while I jo- pull that up, Joey, I want to hear what you have okay. to say. Joey, quick answer. Esports sports. Yes, I believe so. Okay. I, think i disagree but i'm willing to have my mind changed okay okay let me see this the, the definition of yeah, sports this, real this quick. is really important what is the definition of a sport okay. merriam webster we don't we don't we don't mess with anything else though all right <laughs> oh i'm on it don't worry okay so here's the definition of a sport an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment can you repeat that yeah sure an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. So by, for me at least, by this definition, I would qualify esports as sports. I think it, it ticks every one of these except potentially physical exertion. That's, that's where I was going to go. <laughs> but I, so obviously it's a team or solo sport it's an activity for entertainment uh yeah check all those there is skill you have to have skill to be an Mm -hmm. esports player there's definitely you know ranking and things like that but is physical exertion and that's why i wanted to hear the definition because i want to know if it specifically included physical exertion Um, so it it does but then i think that calls into question other things that are sports that also have about the same amount of physical exertion. So I was gonna say like NASCAR, like exactly. <laughs> no, you're say. lazy ass driving a car. <laughs> I think. Okay, so we'll talk about NASCAR in a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I was gonna argue for it, saying that you know, the I, I I'll argue for it right now. The skill like with the controller and being able to be precise with the sticks or that that could be technically physical exertion right like hand-eye coordination and kind of that kind of stuff 
So people yeah. get really into it as well. Re- like a lot of times you're time. watching, if you're watching any events or something like that, people will start like uh, jumping up or like moving around and stuff like that while they're playing uh, or getting like really into it too. I mean, like That's... it's more of an excited mm. part of it, but they are like working up a sweat and stuff like that. And that I think that, that... counts. I don't. That's not required. I don't think that's part of the sport. I mean, it's not necessarily, but it does. It is a something that happens during it. The it's something that happens, but I think it, it has to actually be a, like a football player works up a sweat because he has to tackle a three hundred pound dude. <laughs> <laughs> you doing jumping jacks while playing, you know, Mario Kart or whatever is not the same. <laughs> but the level, the level of physical exertion is, I think, where the gray area comes in because you could qualify any this right now. For audio listeners, listeners, I'm moving my finger. This could be considered physical exertion. Like it's any any sort of exertion is just the the kinetic movement of your body. So really, so, you sitting there, even like your twitches or like if you you know kind of adjust yourself, that's physical exertion. So NASCAR uh, is a sport. And yeah, and that's exactly what it is in NASCAR. And what and what was interesting was that my my stepdad was saying that. A lot of what they're doing now with the um, with NASCAR and with other sort of racing sports is that these people have bought these thousand plus dollar rigs that are uh, like racing sims. So it's a video game, but you can still it it feels exactly like a car. Um, it has all the same things that you would normally need to be in a NASCAR race or something like Formula One, whatever yeah. they have it for. But people are competing in these races. The prizes are the same. It's the same type. It's the same people. It's the same skill level required. But he was also saying that he didn't necessarily consider esports to be real sports. And I'm like, well, what's your distinction between the two of these? If they're the exact, like, is it just being there and risking injury? Because that, to me, doesn't mean, like, that it's a sport. Can I? So it sounds like, yeah, the level of physical exertion matters. So I think with esports, if you're saying it's a sport, the level of physical exertion makes everybody technically an athlete and then the only differentiator is skill right like everybody can do this right (laughs) but it just depends on how good you are at a specific game right i mean they call chess a sport and that's essentially the same thing that was i didn't know if they considered that a sport or not and i was going to bring that up because that's a big mental like if you get into like the mental and skill aspect of something um with very little physical exertion i would eat even less than esports yeah, for sure. And they and they have that as a, a genuine sport. I mean, it's the same with, like, anything you could think of, like, bowling or ping pong. I mean, bowling may be a little bit less. Bowling is definitely a sport. I yeah, think yeah. Uh, there's, you know, there's definitely skill to it. And uh, the physical exertion, like, with the arm and the – it's really a whole whole body movement. But Right. Can you can you name me, like, a traditional sport? Like, a tra- not chess. <laughs> like a traditional <laughs> sport where there isn't a lot of physical exertion and you have to rely on skill to be the main differ- differentiator. I would argue to a certain extent golf That's is kind of what you're describing. So I would argue against that. Golf is a very full body um, – like if you look at like Tiger Woods' swing and you look at, her, look at a golfer's swing, they're using every muscle in their body like during their swing. But the physical exertion aspect of it, I think, is still pretty low because it's not like you're a linebacker and you're running into another 300-pound dude every 30 seconds. Like it's one swing, and then you get it, and you're you're you put your lazy ass in the cart and you ride down to the ball. So I mean, that's kind of I mean, baseball is kind of the same way where you you know you're kind of doing Absolutely. a swing and then you run. So there's a little bit more physical exertion with that than golf. So where is the line between 
you know, how much physical exertion? Are you saying any amount, even if it's this? I'm, I'm or, arguing, I guess my, my argument is that there isn't a line. I think okay. if there, if it fits everything else, like all the other, you know, it's, it's against other people or a whole team, it's entertaining, it's competitive, there's skill required, and there's any amount of physical activity, I would consider it a sport. I think that's maybe a better debate to have is where the line is. I think, I think it lies not a sport because the level of physical exertion is not enough in my eyes. Joey, what do you think? Where's your line? Uh, I'm, I think I'm a little bit more with uh, Connor on this one. Where I think uh, as long as it hits the rest of it, I think physical exertion is more of pretty much no it, matter what you do in your life, you're physically exerting. Uh, it sounds... As long as you're using energy. Uh, and even if it's simple as uh, clicking a button on a controller or a keyboard, I think that you're you're using energy at the end of the day, you're going to be tired and hungry because of the, what you were doing during the day. And uh, that's a true sign of physical exertion is working up a sweat, being hungry, being tired. And I think that I, I don't, I would maybe look at some interviews from some esports players, but I would say that maybe not as heavily as, you know, Patrick Mahomes uh, after throwing all those passes and getting hit and all that kind of stuff. But to an extent they did still physically exert themselves that day and they're still going to probably rest easy at the end. I think the the main thing is like like I don't know exactly where my where my line lies. I think with golf like muscles are being worked actively during a swing like very hard, right? And in esports they're not really. And so that's that's the differentiator. Like that's my line is somewhere in between those. And I think like you can argue yeah, like a finger moving is physical exertion, but it's not, it's not a lot of physical exertion, right? Like I'm not like needing a breather after playing a game of call of duty, <laughs> you know, I was I'm not say... working up a sweat. I, I think I want to say this, the, the main part of that definition is physical exertion and skill. So while you have skill and there's no doubt it's a competition, I think physical exertion needs to be there. And I don't think it's present enough in esports if i can if i can like turn on a, a dime slightly um i think something else that's interesting about this that i find really cool is that you because i consider this a sport and i guess you know even if you don't technically this is still this still remains true you are able to make a, a living a very good living i mean some of these championships the prize pools for these are absolutely insane mm. yeah some of the Ships league too. of legends and dota like it's like 25 million dollars it's a crazy amount of money mm -hmm. um but you are able to perform this and be an e-athlete and not risk any sort of injury like you would in quote-unquote real sports or sports where that do require more physical exertion and I think that's really cool. Like, if you can still make money and, and not have to worry about getting slammed down by some 300-pound dude, like, that, I think yeah. that's yeah. Cool Your worst thing is I maybe, think... uh, like, uh, spraining your finger from typing too fast, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, think, uh, uh, it's, soap. <laughs> I think the main argument there is, is it's, I'm not saying it's not a competition, because uh, it 100% is. And I think that's what you just described. Um, it's a competition, I don't think it's a sport. <laughs> and I was going to say, if we can, uh, if I can go back to the golf for a moment here. So I was actually on the, uh, the golf team in uh, high school and 
we had uh, a coach and assistant coach and stuff like that when I was doing golf and um, I didn't have to do any working out when I was in golf. Uh, I'm not particularly very strong and neither were most of the people there except for my assistant coach because the assistant coach on the golf team was also the coach of the JV football team. And that man was jacked and (laughs) he sucked at golf. (laughs) <laughs> and he uh, is one of my one of my favorite things that he said uh, a, a big reason why he wanted to be the assistant coach to golf was so he could go out and do it more. He's like, he's like, I played football when I was in school and I coach football. And I know it takes such strength and all this kind of stuff. And uh, uh, like, I know I can do that well because of my strengths. He's like, I will come to golf and I just can't get my posture right. And I can't hit the ball as far as, uh, like, one of the weak-ass high school kids uh, who just knows they're better form. So, like, while he could physically exert the crap out of himself to try and hit this ball, he'll still hit dirt and send send that flying, whereas someone else as weak and scrawny as myself can maybe hit it, like, more than this, you know, 200-pound beefy dude. It's the skill aspect, yeah. Yeah, what what you said said the word form, and that – is you know technique and skill yeah, technique and, and skill. so you know i mean it's the same thing with football like if you could be a bigger guy but if you don't have the right form you're gonna miss that tackle right right but like i didn't i didn't physically exert myself all that much in golf because it was like for me the the hardest part of it was walking and that's that that wasn't technically a part of the sport that was getting to the sport which i technically think yes is hitting the ball uh and i would like i didn't i don't think it takes that much energy to to swing <laughs> Well, well can... you might not have been a good golfer. <laughs> I mean, that is fair. <laughs> yeah. I think at the pro levels, like, you know. Yeah, there's but... there's definitely more to it at like the actual the the pro levels. But if I can if yeah. I can go back to the NASCAR example for a second. So do you consider, Chris, do you consider NASCAR a sport? Uh I think it's less of a sport than golf, but I mean these drivers are in very, very hot temperatures they definitely sweat um i think you know i don't know how i don't know the nascar competitive like if there's a nascar competitive esports scene <laughs> but well, no, no, but that's but that's my i'm just asking about regular nascar so that, I know, I'm, you think I'm, of it less as a sport but it is it does still fall into that category correct yeah and i think that skill and and things like that are very required especially with driving and being able to just have the right amount of finesse especially because those cars get like inches within each other even like like very tiny fragments sometimes they hit each other but they get very <laughs> close uh and, and i think you know and, and that's very much skill you know depending on the line that you're racing and things like that i think it's as far as the f- skill is there the physical exertion i think is also there just because of the environment of being in a race car okay and so taking every bump and and sitting there and and being in the hot temperatures and the suit and all that stuff okay so knowing knowing that now knowing that that's how you feel about nascar and going back to my my example of what i'm talking about what they're doing now with the racing sims is because everything is exactly the same the feel of the car like how you know all the i don't know i'm not a car guy the gears (laughs) and shit i don't know but like (laughs) it's it's the same exact feeling being in this this simulator because they cost so so much money is that a sport because i think if that is a sport if you're saying nascar is a sport and this is the same thing and it's essentially an esport 
then I would argue that that would fall into the same category as playing Overwatch or doing any of these other sports. So I think point. the main. So it sounds like your, your definition there. of sport almost goes to danger, almost like it has to have like co- possible contact. No, 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 not possible contact. Just the, do these. So the, the first thing is the, the two things I mentioned. One was like feeling every bump and things. So the Sims, do they have like a, a vibration or something in their chair? They do. Yes. So it, they, I'm not it, familiar with the NASCAR Sims. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, it's accurate to the actual track there and they add um, any sort of like divots or debris or, you know, cause like the rubber will just burn off these tires and end up in little chunks and they can mess okay. up the feel of the car when you're driving and, and all that stuff. So all of that is built into the design of the course. It's essentially a one-for-one remake of not just the cars, but the actual course itself. So theoretically, okay. everything should feel well, exactly well, like... They're not wearing a fire suit or a racing suit. No, no, they're not wearing... A, they're not which, wearing a, which I think adds to the level of physical exertion because it gets hot, very hot in those cars when you're wearing all that gear. Okay. What if your so, AC breaks in your house or something? Yeah, I was like, what if you don't have AC in the a- okay. in the racing ring? They're they're blowing space heaters on the on the esports <laughs> <Yeah>. players. <laughs> it's just, just like the racing. It's just yeah. like the real ones. Um, so I, I would almost argue that the it's not the same. The the level of physical exertion is a little less. Um, I think in, in this there might be a gray area where some esports maybe are more sports than other game. Like some games in esports are, are more of a sport than others. You know? Like if you're if you're truly competing in a NASCAR sim where every bump is is and divot is calculated, that might be closer to a sport because I, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> your whole body is, is taking that beating. Um and I, I don't know, there is also something about not being like physically present in that race you're doing it in a simulation so maybe the 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 injury or the the contact aspect is a player i'm i'm not really sure if i have an opinion on that and that can definitely fall into your own opinion of the sport but i think in in terms of the definition that i read and i think the definition that we're going off of the physical contact doesn't it doesn't matter with this definition of sport so regardless of whether you're two seconds away from possibly dying or you're sitting in an air-conditioned room driving the car, that doesn't affect this definition of sport. If we wanted to get oh, into the, like, the, the The exertion in terms of AC or not, or being loaded up in a, in a fire suit or not, I think matters. Oh, yeah, I meant the risk of death. The risk, the of, risk of death doesn't. doesn't. Okay, so if we take that out, I think it becomes close. Esports become closer to a sport. Right, and you, if you find a different definition that's maybe more accurate or more generally like accepted as the definition, then I think we could argue if it says like, oh, you have to have yeah. some sort of physical risk or harm to yourself for it to be a sport. Yeah. As of right now, that doesn't stand in that particular definition. I just so I personally I think the rest of it matches up to be a sport. Yeah, and I, I would I would almost classify those NASCAR sims as a sport, but you know the level of physical exertion with just a controller playing NBA 2K, it's not enough for me to warn a sport and what about uh, if i can if i can kind of pick your brain a little bit more on it before i pivot to the next topic so uh what about uh if there's some sort of vr esport uh, because in vr you're you are the controller in that aspect same with let's say it's like we bowling or something like that uh you have to physically you know move your arm and do the bowling motion or do the tennis motion if it's like like we sports or uh, i think uh i think 
you actually just answered your own question. <laughs> you said physically. <laughs> the word physically, I think, the... uh, kind of implies that there's some level of physical exertion more than just clicking a button or moving a controller. So I think, like I said, I think maybe looping esports, all games into esports as a whole was a bad idea. <laughs> I think some could be classified as sport and others not. Um, I think it's very much a gray area. I think things like Wii Bowling or those NASCAR sims where there is a level of physical exertion, you know, or VR where you're the controller, uh, those can be classified as sports. I think a traditional handheld controller uh, is not a sport. So can I, can I kind of, can I make a statement, a blanket statement, and then you can correct me if what I'm saying is wrong? Yes. I just want to, because I, I have like, I think I have an idea of what you're saying now. So I, yeah, <laughs> if there, if there's, a, if there's a competition for Counter Strike Go, you know, you know, like the the PC, you know, Counter Strike Go. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if there's like, or let's just say Overwatch. So there's an Overwatch competition where all these people are. Getting <laughs> I'm together. about as familiar with Overwatch as I am CS:GO. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fucking Which Call is of Duty. Not... <laughs> Any sort of like what you're describing, like handheld game. Let's say yeah. Call of Duty for this instance. There's a group of people playing Call of Duty together. That to you is not a sport. Right. If this, these same people were to compete in a Wii Sports competition, that would be a sport to you. Yes. Okay. And if it wasn't a physical handheld controller, if it was a VR Call of Duty or a you know something like I that, think... like if it was a more like put on a morph suit and you know you do whatever like they yeah. do whatever you do, that would you be more play... of a sport too. Yeah, I think I think it comes down maybe not the game but the controller, because that's how you interact with the game. And so there's some controllers have more of a level of physical exertion than others. And so if I'm playing Call of Duty with a controller, not a sport. If I'm playing Call of Duty with a rock band drum set, sport. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the guitar hero guitar. Just shooting yeah. people. <laughs> that's, 360 that's no scope. Because <laughs> to me, I don't, I don't really see the difference in having a paintball competition and playing Call of Duty where it's the same like the same rules <laughs> and you're trying to eliminate your targets and you're doing all that to me even though the physical exertion is different it's it's just different it's not non-existent and i think that's where there's some discrepancy because even though it's less there's still the same amount of skill different skill mind you but there's still the same amount of skill required so to me i would consider both of those things sports yeah I'm, i wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm doubting the skill of any of these competitors I think how you interact within the competition and uh, the physical exertion is different. And so how different that is, is what makes it a sport or not a sport. You know, I think, uh, uh, I was on, I was on a train of thought and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> choo -choo. Yeah. Uh, we can give our, yeah, I guess how, we can how, you, give how you interact with the competition makes it a sport or not a sport okay so why don't we each now that we've had this discussion why don't we close it out we'll each give our like final thoughts on exactly what we think okay and so we can kind of like you know so my mine is it is, i think they're 100 percent sports um i think even though again like i just said the physical exertion is different it doesn't mean that it's non-existent um it's still very much a factor in how you move how you play whether it's motion controls vr regular controller to me, it's all the same. Um, so I would say, yes, they are. And, and anything where there is, where it falls into those parameters, which every 
activity I think would fall under physical exertion. So as long as the rest of them are also met, uh, met I would consider it a sport. Okay. Joey? Uh, uh, I'd say I'm, I'm in the same boat as Connor there. Uh, I, I believe that they are sports, um, especially using the Merriam-Webster dictionary definition. Basically, yeah. I think they fit. Basically ditto. <laughs> yeah, basically ditto. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that the competitions that these are uh, require skill and, and definitely, definitely do require skill. I think that depending on how uh, a performer or player interacts with the competition depends on if it's a sport or not. And that is measured by the level of physical exertion. Um, and so some games can be classified or some interactions with games can be classified as a sport and some cannot. But I think most of the traditional esports, as they're played right now, are not sports. So for you, it's very situational. Very situational, very how you interact with the competition. Uh, and I think traditionally, a lot of the competitions are controller or keyboard and mouse. And to me, while it takes a lot of skill, uh, it doesn't take a lot of physical exertion, and they're not a sport. Okay. I, I, I won't rule out that some esports competitions can be technically classified as sports according to your definition but i think the majority of them are not okay that's interesting because i definitely see your point i i disagree with you but i <laughs> but i definitely like i see where you're coming from with the the limited amount of exertion with the controller it's not enough for you to consider them yeah. even e-athletes or whatever you want to say yeah that's so why I, hmm. that's why i say that the controller is probably the defining factor in my mind because the control you could be a controller in vr they, there's a ton of different controllers that you can use to interact. And so however you interact, that level of physical exertion determines it. Okay. Also, you, you disagree with me, so you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Next so you're topic. Incorrect. You're incorrect and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had that conversation earlier and I, I, I had this before too, it was with um, some of my other friends and they were very, very adamant that it was not sports. And I think, some of it comes from a bias of like, you know, th there's a stigma with video games that I think mm -hmm. is kind of hard to get over. So yeah. even if people are making valid points about, oh, it, it does take skill and it is a competition. And even in the more traditional sense, you can say there are sponsors and there are prizes and it's televised and all the things that these other sports are, people will hear that and it will go in one ear and out the other as soon as you say video game. Um, so there definitely is some kind of bias there, I think, for sure. I was yeah. gonna say too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, yeah. I think all those things are indicative of a competition. For and me, what helped make it into a sport is when uh, I moved to the area I'm in now. Uh, I live across the street from an esports bar, and I had never heard of that thing's existence. And I think by the time you start having restaurants called esports bars, I think that means that at least in some capacity, it's being taken more seriously as a sport. If someone's willing a, to open business for it, <laughs> is that a bar where you watch esports? I believe so. Yeah, it's so like a, like a traditional sports bar where you would watch an NFL game. It's just you go there to watch Smash Bros. competitions, whatever. I haven't been there okay. myself because um, of the pandemic, but I saw that it existed yeah. and I was like, it just completely blew my mind when I heard that that existed because I was like, I hadn't even thought about that as a possibility. I was like, is, is B-Dubs just eventually going to get it if esports yeah. gets the respects that uh, I think Connor and I both believe it deserves? And uh, when I saw that, it, was, it just kind of blew me away. Let me know when they close. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think they're, they're slowly getting the respect because they're on some 
sports channels. I mean, even if it's like ESPN eight or whatever, but <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like in there. They're, they're, well, it's know. it's interesting too because I'm sure that esports bar has nights where people local people can come in and, and play as well because there's such a you know there's such a low barrier to entry when it comes to esports, which is nice. You don't have to be in amazing shape and you don't have to work on your body all the time and like stay at a certain level of physical fitness even if you're playing like recreational like you know they have like adult league football leagues you have to be in some level of shape but with video games you just have to have that kind of knowledge and skill so because there's so low level of physical exertion (laughs) (laughs) but it's still physical exertion so for me it's still it still hits that mark i don't think i think that's that's where we disagree i don't think we're changing our minds no (laughs) we can get what we can do is get into the other topic if you want (laughs) yeah we're actually uh we spent a lot of time on that um so actually we're do you want to jump straight into joey's mystery topic sure don't run over time yeah sure all right so this one's got a little bit of a wind up uh so and it's gonna kind of rely on you guys' knowledge so we'll see where we're at um have any of you guys ever played a yakuza game before no a what yakuza (laughs) Oh no! I mean, that about answers it. So that's good. But no. this is good. I wanted you guys to not have played this before. Okay. No, I'm um, not. So do you, first, let me ask: Do you know what the yakuza is? Yes. Is that like the Japanese mafia, basically? Correct. Okay. So they have games, the, the yakuza, yakuza games, uh, and I, I kind of want to hear from each of you on what you think these games are like. Like in your mind, just hearing that there are yakuza games that exist. I'd like to hear what you think like, that they are, and then I will try and see uh, if I can subvert your expectations, basically, by telling you what it is. Is this, uh, are they video games, or like, uh... They, yeah, they're video okay. games. They've been made for quite some time now, like, uh, I think I had some on the PS2 that I'd never played before. Okay. Oh, okay. Ba- based on how Japanese video games usually go, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say that it is probably a very exaggerated version of someone who is in the Yakuza. So it's like, it's, it's very Final Fantasy in terms of the ridiculousness. Maybe not to that extent, but it probably has a lot of the same combat mechanics where there's a lot of numbers and it's turn-based combat and it's very flashy. Okay. Um, but it also tells, it's maybe slightly historically accurate or accurate to like how this you know, group actually works. But then it just gets taken to eleven at certain points during the game. Okay. So, these are games not made by the Yakuza. No, these are not games this, made okay. by the Yakuza. Okay. So is, okay. Uh, that I don't even know the who the, Yeah. I don't <laughs> know who the developer is. Yeah. yeah. I have. I off the top of my head, I don't know who the the, the developer of the okay. Yakuza games are. Uh. Well, I'm going to assume they're in Japan, and if they piss them off, then they'll lose some hands. So, uh, I'm going <laughs> to guess they're very kind to the Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and then what, what style gameplay are you I'm, thinking that it has? I'm gonna guess. So first off, I'm gonna guess that it it paints them in a good light, and they're probably okay. the protagonist in the story. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I was like, are you sticking with Connor? Where you think it's gonna be like Final Fantasy s turn based s, or are you thinking it's gonna be more like uh, like GTA style, but you're just playing as a Japanese mafia person, or kind of where where are you at as far as like, if you were to pick this game up and start playing, what do you think you'd be doing in the game? I th- can I interject? I think it's gonna be a very linear storyline. 
because I, I don't know. I don't feel like it would be open world where you can do whatever. I think it's uh, there's a set story and you you kind of follow it. Okay. My only other thing uh, is that it could be like uh, like Sleeping Dogs, where it is kind of a GTA thing. But I I feel like it's gonna if because if they already have something like that and they've had things like that, like True Crime, um, that other game in the past. I think this is going to be like either turn-based or like Kingdom Hearts quasi turn-based where you can move around, but then when you get into a battle, it's like battle fight. And then you have to do the turn-based shit like Pokemon. Okay. Uh, so uh, myself, I haven't actually played it yet either. And um, the only reason I even came to my knowledge was uh, I was watching uh, uh, Moist Critical uh, play on Twitch. Uh, he was, he was just chatting or playing Among Us or something like that. And then he pivoted off it and started playing Yakuza. And in my head, it was just kind of how I thought of it was basically just going to be Japanese Grand Theft Auto. Uh, And I was about to turn it off, but I was like, you know what? I kind of want to see what it's like. Uh, So he's playing the newest uh, version, which is Yakuza Like a Dragon. And Connor, you actually kind of hit the nail on the head. It's it's more of a turn-based game uh, and uh, very goofy, very Saints Row-esque. Uh, so, kind of give you guys an idea of the story that I, that I've, that it starts off with is uh, I guess you're a member of the yakuza, uh, and then you go to prison for like 15 years, and then you get taken back out. And when you go to try and rejoin your family, uh, the guy acts like he doesn't know you. Like the head of the family acts like he doesn't know you, and uh, it starts to get into this really ridiculous story where you are homeless. You're wearing a suit, and you start meeting up with other homeless people to start trying to become a hero to the city and try to stop crime as homeless people. So as, as homeless man, <laughs> as homeless, like one of the first missions that I saw him do. Uh, so you're so not he, in the Yakuza. You were, and then you get kicked out of it basically. And then it's you just mm. in that world of Yakuza. Um, and uh, so you, um, you get attacked by some thugs trying to steal your money or whatever. Um, these guys are called uh, dad robbers. Like that is their name in the video game was dad robbers because they rob middle-aged men because they think they will have money. Uh, and as soon as you get into the combat, much like a uh, turn-based RPG, everything kind of morphs. You know, it gets to your, uh, you're holding your baseball bat all of a sudden. Uh, the guys transform, but it's got that sense of uh, wall breaking where uh, he's like, did anyone else just see them change clothes? Uh, oh, and it gets, okay. it gets really like Deadpool-esque. Uh, it's been a, so interesting of a game to seeing uh, uh, one of your homeless guys will throw beans at somebody and pigeons will come attack and murder these people. <laughs> uh, or he'll, uh, he'll drink a 40 and then he'll light a lighter and breathe fire on these guys to do magic damage. So uh, it's, it's really, really ridiculous. Um, and uh, So I nailed it. Yeah, so you kind of got it right. Like I, in my head, I had no idea what this game was going to be like. And uh, again, keep in mind they're homeless. So, but he's wearing a full-on red suit throughout the game. Uh, and then I just turned it on. He's been playing this for a couple of weeks now, basically since it's been out. And um, I turned it on today, or yet last night rather. And he's now a business owner. He is the CEO of a confection shop. And uh, all of a sudden, he went from being homeless, all he's done is beat up homeless people. He stopped a local street pisser where he had to chase down and catch a guy peeing in the river. 
And now he owns a business and he can choose to have a chicken run his company if he wants. And it's just the most bizarre thing in the world. And it just, it really subverted my expectations of the game. And I went from being abs- having absolutely zero interest in this game to kind of wanting to play it just from watching him play it and having it just so let's, blow my mind. <laughs> let, let's get, let's get shit straight for a second here. Cause I really, I want to dig into this. Sure, yeah. So, so this would be like me going to a video game company and pitching my idea for a game and being like, Hey, listen guys. So I want to make a superhero game. But instead of playing as the superhero when he has superpowers, we're going to tell the people about when he has superpowers, and you get to play as him 20 years later when he lost his powers and he has cancer. Correct. It's going to be great. Yeah, you basically play as Hancock um, from the movie Hancock. Right, so uh, Hancock, but after Charlie's Theron makes him lose all his shit. Exactly. The, the name is very misleading. Yeah, yeah I, like, misleading. so like you have run-ins with the Yakuza just based off of the kind of the story moments I've seen uh, when I've been able to watch. Uh, you can see that um, he's trying to tra- track down his old patriarch and say, like, why did you like, why do you hate me now what 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 happened in like the 15 years i was in prison that made you hate me and all this stuff so it's got like a really good story buried underneath so much Doesn't ridiculous it? ridiculousness like it seems the again i haven't been paying attention the whole time i've only been able to turn it on every couple of work days or something like that uh but you can tell it's got this deep story implanted in the most ridiculous thing uh there's people called uh city slickers which are literally so like uh they'll attack you and then suddenly they'll be in their bathing suits and holding a pool floaty and they'll start fighting you in the streets because they're city slickers. So it's, it's, it's just really ridiculous crap like that. Um, it actually is open world, uh, uh, so not quite linear like you expected. Uh, you can actually walk around and uh, you can do mini games. You can, you know, do a story, do side missions, all you kind of want. Um, but it kind of, it, it, it's almost linear in a sense because you can't go past a certain point because the enemies are a higher level than you type thing. So dark souls-esque where it's like it's open world but if you go there you'll die so i just uh i just really wanted to bring that up as the mystery topic because i didn't know if, I, I thought you guys hadn't played it and i just wanted to pick your brains on that no it sounds like chris's next game yeah <laughs> chris plays the new uh let's play for <laughs> split screen media play <laughs> Is it what? What is it on? Do you know what uh, consoles or PC or uh, uh, both? It's uh, or uh, 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 I think Charlie's playing it on PC, uh, but it's on um, Xbox and uh, PlayStation okay. as well. I never heard I saw of that it. it was one of the like kind of release or quasi release titles for the next gen systems as well. But and, I hadn't seen anything for it. I could just kind of assume that it was that level of ridiculous because I you know usually games like that or in that vein are all kind of like over the top and silly and. Well, and, very Japanese. And I wanted to just one last picky of your brain. Why do you think so? It's called Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's the official title of the game. Where do you think the dragon part comes from? I'm guessing it's like the the Japanese restaurant that he sleeps outside of because he's <laughs> fucking homeless. <laughs> okay, Chris. Uh, does it have something to do with the suit? No, uh, he has he has a dragon a dragonfish tattoo. But surprisingly, it has nothing to do with that. I'm not. I don't know. All right. Uh, so, uh, c- kind of sticking with the uh, the fourth wall breaking uh, aspect of the game, uh, several times throughout the main story, 
the main character mentions as like, oh, kind of like Dragon Quest. So it's literally called Like a Dragon because it plays like the old Japanese RPG Dragon Quest. <laughs> like that's what the combat is kind of based off of. So it's called Yakuza Like a Dragon because it's based off of Dragon Quest, a completely separate Japanese RPG. Are you talking about the one with like Princess Daphne and like the old one where you get to move the st- like the quick time? Oh no, that's Dragon's Lair. Never that's mind. Right. Yeah, I'm no, stupid. No, no, Dragon's Quest is it's more like uh, I, I've never played it before, but it's like a just a traditional jrpg that's yeah yeah, yeah. They, pretty they, popular they just released a new one uh like a couple months ago i think for the switch i, I know exactly with the little slime guys yeah i'm actually kind of curious if that is the same developer or not or if they just were like hey man we really love this game and we're gonna mention you and name our game after you just really like it this game sounds psychotic and i want yeah. it. <laughs> I, I was low-key considering like asking for it for christmas because like i was like this game looks ridiculous and i was like this game looks ridiculous. I want to play. Like, it was just enough ridiculousness where I was like, I got to play that. <laughs> you know where it, it's, it hits a level at a certain point, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of games have been too re- uh, easy recently. And one of the ones I really want to try out is uh, Sekiro, which is, it's like the From Software guys, but it's the um, Samurai one. And I, like, that that whole time period I always thought was really interesting. So I'm kind of hoping to pick up that one too. Except that one doesn't have you as a homeless man running around throwing beans. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I looked it up really quickly. Um, so like, uh, um, Dragon Quest was made by Square Enix. That's who the developer is there. And uh, Sega actually publishes Yakuza Like a Dragon. Okay, so, so no it is an entirely different developer which kind of is amazing it's like that's like uh deadpool mentioning batman where it's like a completely different universe but they're like yeah man we're doing it Mm -hmm. oh yeah remember right after that he also mentions dubstep which was very (laughs) timely for deadpool 2 yeah very topical (laughs) oh my god i love i I like deadpool 2 a lot but there's a lot of moments in there where you're like oh jesus christ (laughs) this was written by a bunch of boomers (laughs) (laughs) What are uh, what's the time that we're at right now, Chris? Uh, an hour seven. Hour seven. Okay. It's hard to tell to with the cut in the middle. Oh, so that's mystery. just mystery. From... <laughs> yeah, and that's been the mystery. Yeah, that's my um, best guess of where we're at right now. So we're a little over. Okay. Yeah, we can go um, ahead and wrap it up if you want to. Yeah, either that or we can talk about Dave Chappelle. Or do you want to save that? Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, because I, I don't mind. You want to call like a hard stop at like one fifteen? Yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted more time to talk. I guess we could we could, that could be like our MCU. We're gonna talk about that next time. Tease of the week. Uh, <laughs> next time, we'll split screen media. Dave yeah, Chappelle will return in Avengers. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, for our listeners, you can catch that next week. Dave Chappelle. Also, uh, we didn't talk about our pet peeves of movies and movie pet peeves. So that will be on next time as well. So uh, like, subscribe, uh, comment. What was your favorite uh, part of this video? What you want to see for la- uh, for next time? <laughs> you can't comment for last time. Uh, for next time, uh, unless you're a time traveler, I don't know. Yeah, we'll and edit it. We'll edit and post. Tell us how you <laughs> want to change last week's video. Yeah. And uh, until next time, Uh, Thank you guys for watching, and uh, goodbye. Thanks for having me back. Peace.